Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Today on News 4 at 4. It's one of the most anticipated lists of the year. Consumer Reports' top new vehicle picks. Susan Hogan is working for you, showing you the safest, most reliable cars for your money. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Many kids in our area are back to in-person learning, and we are helping you keep them safe in the classroom. We're working for you. Small steps you can take at home to protect them at school and expert advice to ease anxiety for you and the kids. This week on News 4 Today on NBC4. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast Postgame Show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and by Michael Elwood of Remax First Service. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome in, my friends, to this edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. I am James Navo from NBC5 Chicago. Jay Zawoski is still out in beautiful, sunshiny Phoenix, Arizona. Probably sleeping off uh, being drunk right now, I'm guessing, based on some of the uh, misspelled texts I was getting from him earlier. But we're not going to get into too much detail about Jay because... The Blackhawks won. Yes, the Blackhawks, 5-4 to four winners in a shootout over the Buffalo Sabres on Thursday night at the United Center. Wild back-and-forth game. The Blackhawks had the early lead, coughed it up, got the tying goal in the third period, and ended up winning on some really, really sick shootout goals from three of their top skaters. We're going to recap all of that action for you right here in this edition of the postgame show. Wanted to... Uh, 
first off, apologize a little bit to the listeners here. We definitely have uh, not been recording much lately. As I said earlier, Jay has been in Arizona since Sunday. The Blackhawks haven't played a game since then, so it's been kind of difficult to do a post-game show when the Blackhawks have been out of action, but they were... uh, Definitely back at it on the ice at the UC tonight and uh, definitely uh, earned the two points that they got. Uh, the Blackhawks jumped out to an early 2 to nothing lead in that first period. Artem Anisimov scoring his 12th goal of the season for the second goal of the game. Duncan Keith scored a goal on early in that first period. Uh, really good net front presence there by the Blackhawks. Patrick Kane ended up tying Steve Larmer for fourth on the all-time scoring list in Blackhawks history with the assist on that goal, and then ended up passing Larmer with an assist on the Anisimov goal as well. Blackhawks looked like they were going to kind of cruise a little bit, being up 2-0, but then the Buffalo Sabres had other ideas in the second period. Vladimir Sabotka scored his fifth goal of the season to make it 2-1. Brandon Montour scored his seventh less than about a minute later to uh, tie the game at two. And then two minutes later, that dastardly Zach Bogosian scored a shorthanded tally to give the Buffalo Sabres a 3-2 lead. Send some uh, real silence from the uh, UC crowd after that when they were kind of shell-shocked. Blackhawks were too. They did not score for the remainder of the second period, but Artem Anisimov with a wicked wrist shot early in the third period, snapped it off the iron and then chased down his own rebound and put it in to tie things up at 3-3. Kyle Ocposo scored about three minutes later to give the Black or the Sabres, excuse me, back the lead. And then Brendan Perlini with his third goal in three games, tied it up about 35 seconds later at 4-4. Really a wild third period. Went back and forth. Definitely thought that either team could have gotten the deciding goal. Neither team did, however. And then the overtime, equally chaotic, equally crazy. Corey Crawford made some big saves. Carter Hutton had a few uh, scares as well as the Buffalo Sabres just couldn't seem to keep the puck in their own zone. A lot of chances given to the Blackhawks there, but no one was able to score. And then in the shootout, Just some awesome, awesome work from Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane to beat Carter Hutton. Corey Crawford made one key save. And then Alex DeBrinkett with a beautiful top-shelf goal to finish things off and give the Blackhawks two points. Get them back to within nine points of that second playoff spot in the Western Conference if you're still into that sort of thing. Blackhawks, obviously, their chances of making the postseason really, really remote at this point. But they did get the two points that they needed to uh, in order to make that happen. Okay, so we've recapped the game for those of you who may not have seen it or for those of you who may have just, you know, wanted to hear about all the glory back again. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with the positives of the game as you all know even if the Blackhawks lose I tend to try to focus on the good things that happened in the contest so we're going to go ahead and we're going to do that with the net front presence I know that's a Matt Spiegel staple I know that Jay would have wanted to uh, have Matt say a net front presence ah ha 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 him and his little uh, fun names there a little shout out to Matt Spiegel 
Blackhawks had a ton of that tonight. They showed it on the first goal where Duncan Keith ended up cashing in on the rebound. Jonathan Taves went right to the blue paint, was causing all sorts of problems in front of Carter Hutton. Thought there might have been a challenge there, but the Buffalo Sabres ended up deciding not to challenge the goal. And then the Blackhawks did it again in the uh, third period early on with that Artem Anisimov second tally. I thought that it it was a really good look both for him and for the team that... He rifled that shot off the post, really thought he had scored initially, and then he just went in, saw the loose puck, chased it down, chipped it in, got his second goal of the game. Really thought it was a good effort night for the Blackhawks on the offensive side of things. We're going to get to the defense here in a little bit. Obviously deserve a little bit of uh, being chastised, I would think, for that. But it was still, I thought, a really good... um, a really good effort night for the Blackhawks on the offensive side of things. Really liked the way they were chasing down the puck. Had tons of shots on goal. Had some really high quality opportunities that they weren't able to score on. Kudos to Carter Hutton for some of the saves that he had made. But I thought offensively the Blackhawks looked pretty dang good. And I liked the way they kept getting to the front of the net. Scoring some really uh, dirty goals. I think that they need to do that more often. They too often will fall into that trap of just wanting to shoot the sh- you know really nice shots they want to make the highlight reel goals but it's just it's honestly just chipping that puck in on net going and getting it and trying to score on rebounds and I really definitely thought that that was something that the Blackhawks did really well tonight um aside from that there was just uh, there was a lot of negative unfortunately tonight the power play did not look very good they only had three shots on goal their first four times on the man advantage for something that had been a strength of the Blackhawks in the middle portion of the season the the power play has just looked completely it's looked lifeless it's looked really bad Jeremy Colladin's been trying to shuffle things up a little bit with different pairings out there on the power play just haven't been able to get anything going lately it seems like on the man advantage tonight was no exception the Blackhawks once again struggled to put the puck in the net when they had the man advantage did not like that at all and then the defensive structure I mean what what is there to be said that has not been said yet this season about how bad the Blackhawks are defensively in the third period alone the Blackhawks Uh, defense basically had the structure of a wet paper bag it just was so it was so painful watching them like watching Duncan Keith get crossed up at the blue line get blown past by multiple Sabres players not sure what zip code Eric Gustafson was in was unable to help Duncan Keith they then followed the goal up that they gave up in that uh, third period to Kyle Ocposo their very next shift Keith and Gustafson once again just could not get in sync, kept turning the puck over, couldn't get it out of the zone. It just was a really it was a really annoying night for the two of them. Not to absolve other guys like Slater Cuckoo still just does not look like he's kind of playing his stamp his brand of hockey basically been very not impressed by him too but Duncan Keith and uh, Eric Gustafson really were noticeably bad on the defensive side of things I just did not like the way they played tonight not a big fan tonight either of Corey Crawford I thought he was giving up a lot of really cheap rebounds there was a really bad one in overtime that just about cost the Blackhawks the game it was really a long shot should have been really easy for Crawford to absorb ended up letting it leak out and he ended up giving up another scoring opportunity then when Zach Bogosian was hammering away in the crease in the overtime and Crawford had to make four or five saves in a row 
at some point, you just have to cover the stupid puck up. It just did not seem like Corey Crawford was following it very well tonight. I didn't really think that he looked like he was all together uh, there in terms of his technique and his footwork and his rebound control. Just a really rough night for Corey Crawford. can probably blame the fact he hadn't played in several days. I mean, there is going to be some rust when you're still just fresh coming back from an injury, but... Whew, woof, it was not a good night for Corey Crawford at the office. Now that we've gone into kind of the positives and the negatives of the Blackhawks, the next thing we are going to do is we are going to do our three stars of the game, and that is coming up right after this lovely bit of audio from Jay Zawoski. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side, got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side, looking just so good. Mm -mm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. I participate in McDonald's. The three stars of the game are brought to you by our star real estate broker, Michael Elwood of Remax First Service, serving all your real estate needs in the Chicagoland area. 708-675-1600. That's right. Our three stars of the game this evening are brought to you by our Remax real estate superstar, Michael Elwood. Definitely got to give him a call if you want to buy some property up in the Homewood area. Area or any place close to that. He is an awesome guy. I've been coming to all of our events. I've really appreciated talking hockey and life with him. I would strongly advise that you make that happen. Our third star of the game tonight, we like to give uh, stars out to guys who kind of make historical milestones and kind of achieve remarkable things. And that tonight, once again, was Patrick Kane as he passed Steve Larmer for fourth on the all-time Blackhawks points list. Now, before we get into Kane and before we kind of give him the kudos that he's earned as one of the best American-born players to ever play the game, gotta once again sound the drum, or beat the drum, excuse me, for Steve Larmer to have his number 28 hoisted up into the rafters of the United Center. They got rid of the precedent that you had to be a Hockey Hall of Famer to have your number put up there when they retired Keith Magnuson's number. Definitely think that they need to give that honor to Steve Larmer sooner rather than later. I would prefer them to do it before they start retiring the numbers of guys like Marion Hossa and guys from those uh, 2010s teams that won three Stanley Cups. But back to Patrick Kane, really remarkable night for him. Two more assists, ended up, uh, like I said, jumping Steve Larmer on that list. And frankly, it's just it's remarkable, the company that he's in now. The next guy up on that list, still a little ways away, he's got to catch some dude named Dennis Savard. No, no big deal, Patrick. That's... Um, that's no pressure. Okay, the second star of the game for the Blackhawks, I'm going to give it to Brendan Perlini. Scored his third goal in three games. I was not really aware of just how effectively that guy has been playing, but even in some limited minutes, he's been uh, really doing some nice things for the Blackhawks. Really liked his goal tonight, even though it had a little bit of a luck element to it. It kind of got deflected on its way into him. But just the fact... 
and he was willing to just wheel and fire. Like, that is such an underrated thing in that situation. The goaltender is tracking the puck, looking as the pass kind of crosses the ice, and then when it hits that little bit of a skip, it was fascinating. He just whipped it in on goal and scored. It was really awesome. Great play by him. Really liked uh, the game that he put together overall. And then the first star of the game, quite obviously, have to give it to Artem Anisimov. Scored two more goals tonight. Had a nice little interview with Michelle McMahon after the game, even though he got asked about Patrick Kane. Not really sure, you know, why his moment in the sun had to be kind of overshadowed a little bit by Kaner, but whatever. It is what it is. I really liked uh, Artem Nisimov's game overall tonight. Uh, went 50% in the faceoff dot, which is pretty good for him. And then obviously you add in the two goals, just crashing the net hard, constantly uh, getting physical when he had to out on the ice. I really liked the game overall that he put together tonight. And all kudos to him, man. I think that he's uh, been playing some better hockey lately. And I think that he still, even though he'll be one of those guys that could be the target of trade rumors in the offseason. I still, I, I, I think that it's good to see him playing the way that he is. All right, those are your three stars. I want to once again thank Michael Elwood for his support of the podcast. Of course, I have to thank all of our other great sponsors, including Rabbit Brewing, the Mythological Craft Ale. I gotta love the way that they put together all of their delicious beverages. Oh, I just, I fantasize about that beer sometimes. Don't tell anybody. Also got to give a shout out to one of our original sponsors, Marishka's out in Crest Hill. Just the best poor boys you'll ever eat in your entire life. Would strongly advise, if you're heading out to like maybe a Joliet Slammers game this summer, I would strongly advise you kind of hop over to Marishka's. It's only a couple of minutes away from Silver Cross Field. Definitely worth your time to go check them out. Also have to thank our friends at Triple Threat Sports. If you want to get your brand new Alex DeBrincat jersey or if you want to commemorate the uh, Patrick Kane accomplishment tonight, you want to get a number 88, maybe in that Winter Classic look that they've uh, kind of embraced this season, head over to Triple Threat Sports. Talk to our friends over there. They will get you hooked up. And then, of course, have to thank Chuck Southern Comforts Cafe. Just observed Mardi Gras. Wish I could have made it up there for some good Cajun food. At some point in the near future, I will have to go on a Saturday morning and get their beignets. It's going to happen. I need to get back to New Orleans and have some good ones down there too. But you know what? The next best thing is going to Chuck's. They will take care of you. All right. That has been this edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. I have been James Naveau, LOL, and we will uh, talk to you again soon. Jay will be back from Arizona, I believe, tomorrow night. We should get you some more hot and fresh hockey talk soon in the next couple of days. Until next time, I love you guys. Talk to you later. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See Metro by T-Mobile.com. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day.
All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Exclude sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroYTMobile.com. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.